Okay, so today I'll talk about my personal experience with racism in the workplace. I've experienced racism in the workplace many, many times in my life. You know, it it comes in small doses, things that you try to pass and brush by just so you can continue your, your life as normal. Because, honestly, when when dealing with racism, it's a bigger hindrance to the victim than the uh, attacker. Racism, like, we don't want to go up to management and be like, hey, they said something racist, now we got to provide evidence, we got to provide... Uh, witnesses, we gotta uh, state what we were doing, we gotta make sure that we don't incriminate ourselves, we gotta make sure that it, and, and, and then we also have to remember people will uh, look at us different, people will not speak uh, around us the same way, people will look at us a certain way, people are like, oh, I can't say this, and I'm this person, and, and it's just like, that's that's a reality. You don't want to be like, hey, you know what? This is racist. This is racist. This is racist. No, you, because then you'll be like, oh, that person. You can't speak to them. You can't make jokes about them. You can't say certain things about them at all because that person will end your career. So, racism is is so hard for the victim because you got to remember, we. As victims don't want the isolation. Um, then you gotta you gotta remember. We don't want relationships to get ruined. We don't want to go do that mandatory um, race relations and and sexual training or whatever or equal opportunity training. We don't want to do that. And we don't want to end someone's career over this. Some of us don't. That's not what we're after. I didn't go to work to end someone's career. That's not my enjoyment. I don't find pleasure in that. The only times that it really doesn't uh, happen like that is when the racism is very blunt and the harassment is very uh, out in the open. That's the only time. Then they'd be like, oh, yeah, I agree with them. I would have said something. I would have said something. But um, when it is small, when it is apparent, but only to people who experienced it, people of color, it is so hard to be like, why, why does no one else help us? Why does no one else you know, come to our rescue. When I dealt with uh, the racism in the workplace, it was very apparent. Like, that that's my major one. My major one. He would say very, very racist things. And, and you know, there weren't slurs. He did say slurs, but some of the things... Most of the things were not slurs. They weren't derogatory, but they were meant still the same. If I said black lives matter, you'd say all lives matter. If I said black lives matter, you said white lives matter. If I said, um, if I bring a black lives matter flag, he's like, I'm going to buy a white lives matter flag. 
how would you feel about that? And I was like, I, I would feel that it's racist, but you can buy and hang up whatever you want in your uh, place, and I'll have mine. He's like, no, I'm going to come into your house. I'm going to rip your flag off the wall. I'm going to pee on it. And you got to, and you look around the room and everyone is on their phone or ignoring it. Even some people of color. It's because they're used to it. It is, it is saddening. To be a grown adult. And to hear somebody so childish toy and tease with you about things that you believe solely. Very truly in your in your soul. The issues, the struggle, the strive it took for your people to get there. And someone is spitting on that. The calm, cool, collected you. The one that still works in society. It keeps trying to pull and quell that anger. Pull it down. Push it down. Whatever. But it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work the same. It attacks you. And the black man in you, the black person that knows that pain, the Malcolm X, the revolutionary, says you should take a gun to his head. And you you quickly push that down because you're like, first of all, I will not lose my life, my freedom, for a stupid idiot. For a dumb motherfucker. Now he says, now that, that business part of you is like, take it to management. And you're, you're starting to think that. It's starting to sound like a good idea. You hate the idea and you love the idea at the same time. You want to see the smug grin off, wiped off his face. But you know, at the same time, systems never seem to work in a black man's favor. You have to beg for somebody to see you struggle and help you. This is the world we live in. Where people say, ah, they, they, they pussyfoot around it. But won't say the truth. You know where sides are drawn. If there's a side and they choose middle, well, you might as well choose the racist side. there's a side do not come to my side if you're on that line I don't need someone hesitant I need someone firmly grounded in reality now I don't need someone sporadic I don't need somebody willing to, to go to the highest lengths in the shortest amount of time but I need someone with affirmative action and I look around and I see no person with affirmative action. So I, myself, have to be that man to do the affirmative action. 
I cannot rely on anyone. I cannot rely on any dark-skinned man. I cannot rely on any dark-skinned woman, any light-skinned woman, any uh, light-skinned man, any Indian man, any Indian woman, any biracial. I can't depend on the white man or the white woman to be my savior. I have to depend on myself and the people that truly have felt that pain, truly want change and reform, truly would do anything to get that change and reform. If you asked them right now to jump off a cliff and it would provide the change, they would do it with no hesitation. I don't need a man to go to the cliff and then think about what he's doing. If you are 100% guaranteed that that will provide the change that you had so, or claimed you so desired, why wouldn't you do it? Change like that, at least from people, true-hearted true people will jump off that cliff if the pain was truly that in-depth. I won't say without a second thought, but the thought wouldn't stop their legs from moving. They would think only of the pain and the struggle and think only of the freedom and the joy that it, it will give to the world even if it's not themselves. Because if a pain is strong enough, you will do anything to stop that pain. And they are willing to sacrifice themselves and only themselves. I didn't say to go out and hurt anyone else. I didn't say go out and attack someone, make them pay. No, only yourself. Because a self-sacrifice is the most honorable thing you can do for someone. Sacrifice is the most deplorable thing you can do to someone. Sacrificing someone else to save not only yourself, but others, is still the most cowardly. And yet, one of the most brave actions a person can do. Sacrifice. Sacrificing people. Who don't know what they're doing. Who don't know what the outcome is. While well, you do. Can be a cowardly act. You didn't give those people a choice. Now, I know some cases, you know, if they were given the choice, they wouldn't do it. And there's something in my mind that always goes back to that, that thought process. If I could sacrifice one person who wasn't fully aware of the outcome to save a million, would I be a hero or would I be a villain? My thought process is always, if you have to 
if it always has to get tainted, if it has to be tainted to be achieved, then is it truly ever achieved? You can understand if there is no other way. If God said there was no other way, I can understand that. But I feel that people keep speaking on behalf of God, saying in his place that there is no other way, but God did not say that. You did. Not saying that your feelings and emotions aren't valid, but how can you speak for God? How can any of us? I do my best. Truly do. I do my best to keep my morals, my standing, my hope alive. In racism like that, that I experience blatant. And not just from the attacker, but from the bystanders. How innocent are they when they see it happening and speak nothing? How innocent are they? Oh, they might speak ill of it. Yeah, I know. They love to speak ill of it. Condemn it. But they never want to do anything. Not until it's at the worst. Not until it's apparent and they can get glory. Or they they cringe so hard that they can't look at it anymore. But you are no hero if it takes three whip strikes, three lashings for you to get up from your seat. How the hell are you a hero? How the hell can you look in your kid's eyes and say, I'm a hero? These white savior complexes. I've experienced it all my life. Someone doing actions and saying the same things and expecting praise for it when that's what they're supposed to do. I don't understand why people think that they deserve so much praise for doing what they're supposed to do, for standing on the right side of history, for agreeing with the right person at the right time. I don't understand why people are so beloved in history when a Republican condemns the president and he's applauded saying, oh, he's nonpartisan, but he said it once when there were people condemning him since day one of things he's done wrong, and not only condemned him, but the president previous to him. And the president previous to them. When they did something wrong, they would condemn him, but they don't get applause. But when you finally do something right, apparently you adorn with cheers. The only reason I would applaud is not for you, for the action finally getting done, for justice finally seeing light, for truth finally showing its face, but not for you. I've seen it too many times.
racism, discrimination. They mask it. They say it's it's a joke, but I can see right through it. It's no mask. If it's a mask, it's the shittiest mask I've ever seen. Mask might as well be made out of glass, a glass box. The only thing you can tell is different is they sharpie their eyebrows. They're, ooh, I'm scary. Make those little spiky triangle teeth. It's the clearest mask I've ever seen. The mask is in their mind. You see people look at him and be like, who is that? Who is that? I can't, I can't, I don't know who that person is. I can imagine. It's like Googling the person behind the mascot, the man who plays the mascot. You'll forever know there's a man in that mascot, and you'll know his face once you Google him. Now, you you might see that mascot, but you'll always know that the man behind that mask, he resides. Racism is the worst because you're you gotta deal with dealing with the reality that your friends are racist as well because they don't completely disown the racist. Maybe he's the blatant racist, but they still allow him to go to functions. They still chat it up. They still laugh at him while he mocks and discriminates you. And expects when he is wrong for you to make up with him, to accept his apology when he is quote unquote sincere, even after tormenting him. And then they get mad at you when you don't take the apology, when you still have reservations, when you still have disagreements. Yeah, racism in the workplace is alive and well, but it's not anything that a corporate magazine can do. It's not something like a a panel. These people wake up racist. These people go to sleep racist. Racism is not just about fixing it in the workplace. It's not about eliminating jokes and happiness and, and fairness. It's not about just making everything gray. It's about fixing it through and through everywhere, in society, in the workplace, at the schools. It's the base level. Oh, corporate put out a statement saying Black Lives Matter, but we couldn't put Black Lives Matter posters in our office, in our cubicles, in our our workstation. Now we had to have an internet outrage just for it to have some sort of effect. You have to have backlash, public backlash, and not just minuscule. You have to have a large amount. You have to make it viral on social media just to get a taste. I wish I could put this on social media. I wish the people could hear the pain and see 
he looked me dead in the eyes and called me a nigger. Now, now he was, he was saying, "What's up, nigger? What's up, nigger?" Now he he was saying it. I'm not even sure if it was offensive or if it was as a joke. It didn't. I took it as offense because he knew it made me feel uncomfortable. He's seen how I didn't want to deal with it. And his only offense is, oh, I said it to the light-skinned guy. He's black. Oh, you're, you're saying he's not black? Well, you're a racist. He said, my friend, my black friend say all lives matter. I don't give a fuck about your friends, guy. They're not my friends. I don't know these fuckers. I don't know these black people. I don't know these assholes, these coons. So you can, you and your coon friends can do whatever the fuck you want. Just leave me alone. I, all I ask is to be left alone. And harassment keeps happening. Back to back to back to back. It's the same thing I spoke about long ago. That same dream. Keep saying the same words. Run, nigga, 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 run. The same corny-ass jokes. They make George Floyd jokes. And you gotta bite your tongue because that's a paycheck. You think you would even tolerate that if you didn't have to eat, if you didn't have to go to work? You think it's easy just going to a different job. You think it's easy going to a different place because then you gotta deal with the same thing. You gotta deal with the isolation. You gotta deal with moving. You gotta deal with new bosses you gotta deal with imagine if you had a perfect job a fun job a fun place to work at but one person one person makes a hell and now you gotta deal with that now you gotta worry about going to a not so great place he gets to stay or, or now you, you gotta worry about okay that now that, that person left Who's next? Who, who's the who's the next racist that, that might pop up? And you gotta remember your friends sided or chose not to speak on that. How racist are they? You can't ignore it anymore. So I, I choose not to ignore it anymore. Yeah, you're racist. Yeah, I'm no saint. I'm not God sent. But I know I'm not racist. Not like that. I know I, I won't put up with that. If I ever get a chance of power, I'd make different. I, I would make a difference. It slowly and slowly molds me into a better man dealing with experiences like this. I know what I should do. I know that it would be so fun to just punch his lights out. It'd be it'd be so easy to pull the trigger, but it's not easy at the same time. You just want peace. You want to be left alone. You just want happiness. You want friends that truly care. Friends who would stand up for you. And you got to remember that this isn't the place. This isolated new area. This isolated old area. There's very few places to run to. 
and your memories will remain. It will take you back when you hear it one time. You will remember what they said. You can't tell others. You can't trust anybody. You can only trust yourself. You gotta pull yourself to do it. Until you find others that think and, and feel like you do. And and think somewhat differently. But not against you. Who are different than you, but want to grow with you. Don't just go with like-minded individuals. Don't just stay on the same path, but go with people who are kind and truly can open their mind. I feel like with black leaders, we say, go with the person who is like you, who thinks like you. You want somebody who's just like you, and that's true. Do get with people who are similar with you, similar similar to you, who think like you do. Because smart people like to hang around other smart people, smart individuals, intelligent individuals, articulate individuals. Artists like to see other artists and compare notes. But sometimes, artists. Artists need to be with musicians, with uh, with singers, with uh, with race car drivers, with football players, with astronauts, science geeks. We don't have to be alone. We don't make a community. A community is not made of a single race, it's individuals. Now, you want more of individuals, you want more uh, of a certain person, certain race, especially when you have so little, when there's no appreciation, but I dream of a world where I'm not a black man and just a man. Something I said to my stepfather and he said, you'll never be a man. This world won't let you. But that was my dream. To want to just be a man. Who so happens to be black. And treated no worse and no better for it. At least that's what I thought. Now... I gotta find myself again. I gotta find myself once more. I guess that's it for right now. I hope everyone has a great day.